Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Hi, Ananga. It's always a pleasure to join you for a new Anxiety Slayer podcast. Hey, Shannon. Today, we'll be discussing our brand new Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series course created to help our listeners who suffer from debilitating anxiety attacks, along with a conversation about how you can break free of what we call the anxiety trap. I am overflowing with gratitude that we have finished this course, Ananga. It's been such a labor of love, and I really appreciate all of the time and effort you put into this. I'm so happy we have this available and ready to share. For me, this is the course I needed 20 years ago. Yes. This is the course I could really have done with when I was suffering from anxiety attacks. And before we started creating this new course, we asked our listeners and social media following about your biggest challenges with anxiety attacks. And the three concerns that came up were, number one, the fear of an attack. Number two, not knowing the cause of an anxiety attack. And then number three, managing or controlling anxiety. And in this first responder series, we're going to be responding to these three challenges with step-by-step teachings, tools, and techniques to help you overcome anxiety attacks and reclaim your life. We're just going to roll right into sharing with you a little bit about what you can expect in the course. And then we're going to also talk about how you can break free from the anxiety trap. Yeah. So in response to the first concern that we so often hear, which is the fear of an attack, we have so many messages on our private Facebook group, messages sent to us whenever we encourage listeners to send questions in. This happens again and again. When we ask, what's your biggest challenge with anxiety, the most common thing I hear is waiting for the other shoe to drop, just waiting for it to start and not knowing where it comes from. And it just comes out the blue and causes such chaos and such suffering in your life. So that's something I really wanted to address in the course and in this conversation. So anxiety attacks are like your early warning system. An anxiety attack feels like you're in danger. Your body responds as if there's imminent danger. It sets alarm bells ringing in the body. It sets adrenaline pumping through your body. This heightened awareness, this desire for escape, and the symptoms of anxiety kick in including fast heartbeat, shallow breathing, feeling terrified, feeling faint, feeling a need to get away, nausea, shaking, and more. Everyone experiences it slightly differently, but most people are familiar with at least some of those symptoms. And the symptoms of an anxiety attack are so real and so debilitating that many people end up calling an ambulance or taking themselves to hospital. And that intensity of the experience is one of the key triggers of future episodes. And that's something I really wanted to discuss today. Initially, this is going to sound intense. And then at the end, there will be hope for you. So one way of thinking of a first anxiety attack is to understand that it's a significant traumatic event. An anxiety attack is usually the result of accumulated anxiety. It's often rumbling away beneath the surface. It can be triggered by shock or trauma. From months ago, it can be triggered by illness from 
different medications. There's all kinds of things that can feed into that first experience, but there's always something that triggers the anxiety to overflow into an episode. So it's like stress and anxiety build up beneath the surface of your awareness and eventually overflow like a volcanic eruption. So it's a significant event that kicks off with this anxiety attack, and it's very real and very shocking. So the way I think of future anxiety attacks is almost like a form of post-traumatic stress. It's a highly stressed response to an event that caused you extreme fear. Anxiety attacks are a traumatic experience, and that trauma needs processing, support, and healing. An anxiety attack sets off our fear responses of fight, flight, or freeze. But there's no snarling dog to run from or stalker in a dark alley. There's no car wreck or evidence of injury. There's nothing visible to fight, escape, or face in frozen terror. Yet anxiety attack sufferers are familiar with one or all of these responses to the intense physical fear experienced during an anxiety attack. And a fear felt in the body is just as real as the stress of being in an accident or a violent confrontation. It feels as real as anything else, but there's nothing to see. And that's the part that just, you know, puts us in that um, never-ending loop of fear. Yeah. It makes me think of a story that I just went through, Ananga, and you so kindly helped me with it a year ago. I was put on some medication for three rounds of antibiotics, three rounds of antibiotics plus some anesthesia, and my body was just reeling from that experience, and I really fell down the rabbit hole of anxiety a a year ago at this time, and it was really tough, And, and thanks to my own practices, EFT tapping, breathing exercises, you, Ananga, the things that we know to do, I was able to move through that. And this year, almost a year later, I had to go back in for the second round of a, of a procedure that meant more anesthesia and more antibiotics. And I started to feel that post-traumatic stress again. And I went back to that experience from a year ago. And thankfully, cleared it with a couple of EFT tapping sessions because what was happening is my brain was thinking I was going to have the exact same experience that I had last year. But I'm so grateful you know, that, that I didn't and that I was able to use what I know to do to support myself and move past it. Just because that happened then doesn't mean it's going to happen again and you know what to do. And so I just want to bring that forward because that trauma from last year still needed processing and healing. I didn't realize that until I was in it again. Yeah, this is so important to share a real story. And the words you use, I think, are perfect for this. Understanding that there's trauma that needs processing, doing the work to process that trauma, and then looking for what's different now. because. The traumatized mind always looks for what's the same that went wrong. That's why you can have an anxiety attack if you're, the example we give in the course is of somebody lifting a heavy television into the back of a van, had an anxiety attack. And what happened was his mind flagged the symptoms of exertion 
He was hot, he was sweating, his arms were trembling, the television was heavy. You know, there was some shallow breathing and his heart was beating fast. His heart rate was elevated because he was lifting a heavy television. But to the mind, all those things could be the symptoms of an anxiety attack. So the mind has a negative, fearful bias where it looks for, oh my God, this happened before. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. So you're looking for how this can be different now. You know, uh, what tools do I have? What understandings do I have? How is this different from a previous traumatic episode? That's what really helps us is to thank your mind. Okay, thank you. Thanks for flagging that for me, but I've got this. And here's some information for me to give to you so we can just balance this out and not to just go into that reactive place yeah. of acting on the overprotective information that your mind's giving you. And I think it's important to remember that anxiety isn't all in your head. It's incredibly important that we bring that forward over and over again. And Ananga, I think it would be a good time to talk about Ayurveda and how India's ancient science of life teaches us things about our mind and body that are so helpful when we become aware of them. Yeah, Ayurveda teaches that our mind runs throughout our body. The mind isn't in our head. It's actually located in the area of our heart and runs throughout our body through these special channels. They're called Manovaha Shrota channels. So Shrota means channel in a similar way to meridian energy channels of Chinese medicine. And mano comes from the word manas, which is the Sanskrit word for the mind. So they're the channels of the mind, the channels of thought, and they carry energy and sensation throughout our entire body. And that's why if you're in a car and a cat runs out in the road in front of you and you you go to brake suddenly, you feel that sensation, that response all over your body. Mm -hmm. These thought channels are pervasive throughout our body. And traditional psychology and energy psychology also teach that anxiety isn't in our head. And I'm sharing this because we think there's something wrong often with our head. We think there's something wrong with our, with our mind and our thinking apparatus in our head. But anxiety is in our nervous system. And knowing this can help us regard our experience with greater self-compassion and less concern over losing our minds. That is so significant. It is in our nervous system. And there's such a, an aha moment when you realize that. And it gives you greater power over, okay, I've got this. I know what I need to do. I know how to love myself up. I know that I'm not losing it. Here's what I need to do next. Here's how I need to calm my nervous system down. Yeah. And also just understanding that anxiety attacks are so incredibly traumatic. It's really traumatic. I once was speaking with a friend who had anxiety attacks and he said he could be walking down the street and it was as if somebody slammed him against a wall and held him by his throat. He was paralyzed by anxiety just in the blink of an eye. Anybody who experiences that is going to have some real support and self-compassion work and some tools needed to help them get through that, to understand it and to rebalance themselves and have the tools in place so they can stop it happening again, stop it when it does happen, and support themselves in building a different reality. And anybody who hasn't experienced it, that's not the opinion you need to be listening to. No doubt about it. Until you've felt it, until you've experienced it, and I have, then you, you don't know. It's that walking a mile in somebody else's shoes situation. Sure. 
So value your own experience and support and heal your own experience. Let's talk about how the anxiety trap works. The first episode of an anxiety attack is usually experienced as the effects of an extreme surge of adrenaline. As we've already stated, there's always a trigger, but we're generally completely and utterly unaware of it. We don't see it coming. So anxiety feels like it's struck randomly and with no known cause. Because we don't have that sense of cause and effect, we didn't see it coming, we might panic. We lose confidence in our ability to cope with anxiety, and that fear releases more adrenaline. Enough adrenaline is pumping through our body to give us the power to fight or run away from this frightening event, but we have nowhere to go. Yeah. The trigger's invisible, and it's internal. It's in us. But this is where anxiety attacks become particularly difficult, a a really challenging thing to help. But once you start pulling them apart, you can help them. This invisible terror adds two extra factors to the already frightening experience of an anxiety attack. The first one, we don't have apparent cause and effect. So it's difficult to know how to process or recover from something you can't see. You didn't see it coming. Right. The second one, due to that invisibility factor, we and others might start questioning our sanity. So this is where you really need help. Oh, yeah. Well, and this is where we're at risk of losing trust in ourselves. Yeah. And this is when the what if thoughts start. What if this happens at work or on a train or on a date? Or what if I can't cope? Or what if I pass out? Or what if I'm losing my mind? All of those things come forward. And this sort of added stress causes the production of yet even more adrenaline and more anxiety. Yeah, so you can see it's feeding into itself. It's a perpetual loop of stress, what-if thoughts, and it's an awful suffering. So the mind is programmed to search ahead for clues that this might happen again. Yes. Now we're hypervigilant. The mind's looking ahead for danger, and it's similar to how a phobia is triggered. Right. This is something we go into detail in the course of how a rope might look like a snake to somebody that's scared of snakes. The mind's on the lookout. It becomes sensitized after an anxiety attack to any physical sensation that feels remotely like an attack, like the example we just gave of the guy lifting the heavy TV. So fast breathing, elevated heart rate, feeling hot, sweating, whatever you felt during an attack, your mind's now looking for it. It will also have noted the location and the environment where you felt so anxious. It might even have logged the people you were with. It will log everything and try and warn you not to go there again, which is a natural fear response to a traumatic event. But the mind's increased focus on body sensations that feel like an anxiety attack can now easily create alarm and this hypervigilant state of watching all the sensations in your body can trigger the very situation it's trying to warn you about. So your mind's saying, don't go here. Right. That happened there. Right. Oh, you're feeling like this in your body. That could be an anxiety attack. So, and then you notice it and you start your own narrative and then that's it. Yeah. Because then you're fixated. Yeah. And then this gets even more embedded as a fear response when we repeatedly experience anxiety in certain situations, especially when we're away from home. Um, the mind will begin to flag these situations because it believes that they're not safe and are in some way that we can't see responsible for our anxiety. 
And this is why many anxiety attack sufferers fear leaving their home in case they experience an attack while they're out with friends or shopping or socializing or driving or, you know, whatever it is they're doing out and about. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how it happens. Mm. So I'm hoping that by sharing this in, in detail, it starts to give some clues as to how your mind and body is responding to these experiences and some hope in, in knowing this, what you can do about it. Because that thing of you never know where it's coming from, that you can never see the cause and effect. Here we're trying to shine some light that there is cause and effect. Yes. And even if you can't see it, there are things you can do about it. So we've got it covered both ways. Here's some cause and effect. Here's how it works. And there will be the tools given to know what to do about it. In this course, we teach you how to stop an anxiety attack in its tracks. And once you've done that once, you know you can do it again. Right. So then that awful what if of what if I have an anxiety attack becomes, well, I'd rather I didn't, but I know how to stop it. And once the mind understands that you know how to stop it, the whole thing changes. There's a shift in power. Yes, there is. There totally is. Yeah. And of course, I'm agreeing with you because of the the story I shared earlier in the podcast. It was just incredible how I was able to shift and move through the anxiety of, of the situation so much faster by knowing what to do. And by having it pointed out that, oh, yeah, <laughs> there was some trauma there. Yeah. And once we put ourselves in a position of receiving supported action, you know, learning what to do and taking supported action, this leads us to freedom. We understand the anxiety reaction can be provoked by any physical symptom or location that has been flagged as dangerous. And that gives us some understanding of why anxiety attacks can fire off in a, what it seems to be a random fashion. But the key to breaking free from the anxiety attack cycle is in calming and supporting the thoughts and triggers that provoke the attacks to begin with. And that support needs to be thorough and to cover anxiety from many, many different angles. The symptoms, the fear of the fear, and learning how to stop an attack in its tracks. And that is what you're going to learn in our first responder series course for anxiety attacks. We're so glad to bring this forward for you, and we know that it's going to help so many of you find the freedom that you're looking for from the suffering that comes with anxiety attacks. If you enjoyed our conversation today and want to learn more about the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series, all you need to do is visit anxietyslayer.com and click on the life ring. And thank you so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We're grateful to have you back each week, and we look forward to supporting you in the days ahead. Introducing the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series for Anxiety Attacks. Get step-by-step teachings, tools, and techniques to help you overcome anxiety attacks and reclaim your life. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com and take advantage of our special introductory offer that's available until October 1st.